time I call on you It seems it's positively true That you've been out with someone I was new When I ask you to explain You find excuses and complain You always underestimate my brain Welcome to Wednesday, everybody. Hump day, isn't that what they call it? The middle of the week, you climb the hump, (laughs) the first part of the week, and you slide down the other side on the second part. Oh, let's not be wishing our lives away. Just, let's just enjoy every minute of this Wednesday. Uh, This is January the 20th. Uh, 2021. You know, if you write that out, 12021, it's a palindrome. No, you have to, you have to write it out, 012021, which is the way I have to write it on some forms that I do. And I just noticed that yesterday. It's a palindrome. It reads exactly the same forward and backward anyway. Hi, this is Bob Bro. Welcome to the best old time radio podcast. For this Wednesday, and on Wednesdays, we have a mystery. Usually, that's in the form of a detective story or a police story. Sometimes it's an insurance investigator story. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it's like pulpy, you know, like pulpy uh, detective stories that are kind of like not real serious. And other times, it's very, very deadly serious. We've got kind of a serious one tonight, but it's a it's a good one, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So, as always, Chester has the chair set up over there. Grab yourself a big, comfortable recliner. Get your feet up. He's serving snacks in just a minute. He's got some uh, hot coffee there, hot chocolate this morning. You know, we, we record this very early in the morning, and don't usually release it until 4 in the afternoon, because sometimes I have some edits to do. And I'm in and out of uh, the studio a lot. So, uh, but anyway, uh, this morning we have about 26 degrees outside. So Chester made some hot chocolate. Very good. With the little candy canes. I never cared for that. Never cared for that, Chester. Marshmallows, mm, not so much. A dollop whipped cream, yeah, I guess that that would be good. But uh, mostly I just, just like the hot chocolate. Well, you go over there and get yourself situated, get uh, get comfortable, uh, let the cares of the day drift away, and we're going to be right back at you with this week's Old Time Radio Mystery. That I am going to see No other soldier knows her No soldier, only me She cried so when I left her It like to broke my heart And if I ever find her 
we never more will part. She's the sweetest rose of color the soldier ever knew. Her eyes are bright as diamonds, they sparkle like the dew. You may talk about your dearest May, sing of Rosalie, but the yellow rose in Texas is the only one for me. Tales of the Texas Rangers. Okay, everybody, we're going to start things off tonight with an episode of Tales of the Texas Rangers. This was the season premiere of their, or the season premiere episode, I should say, of their second season. This one originally aired on September the 30th, 1951. It's entitled Death Shaft, and it features, besides uh, Joel McRae, it also has Tony Barreth, Bill Johnstone, uh, Lamont Johnson, and Betty Lou Gerson. The second season started with, uh, you'll notice at the end, there is a dedication to Lone Wolf Gonzalez. And I always like to have a little fun with that. Uh, I've talked about him in the past, but he was sort of a famous Texas Ranger. And he became technical advisor on the show. And one of his claims to fame was that he had uh, shot down and killed something like 2,995 guys, something like that. No, I don't know. It was 30 or 40 or... It was some ridiculous amount. And I've always questioned that. I love Texas, first of all. My mother was from Texas. I've, I've been to Texas many times. I still have some very close friends in Texas. Uh, uh, I love the people in Texas, but boy, Texas justice. Sometimes I, I, I kind of wonder about, you know? I read a recent novel by John Grisham called The Confession. If you haven't read that, read that. Oh, my. It has a lot to say about the death penalty in Texas. And maybe you agree, maybe you don't. The other interesting thing about uh, Tales of the Texas Rangers here is that it always starts the show and it says it's the oldest and most famous law enforcement agency in the country. Now, I'm going to have to do some research on that, and I'll have to admit I have not done it so far, so maybe they were. But were they really the oldest? Are they older than the Boston Police Department? Or Maybe they are. But most famous. Maybe in 1951 they were the most famous. I don't remember growing up. I remember growing up hearing about the G-Men and the FBI and... uh, but, you know, I remember there was a television show, Texas Rangers, but I don't know, of course, in 1951, see, September of 1951, I was born in 47, December, so 48, 49, 50, little Bob Bro here was three years old, and so I don't remember if they were the most uh, famous law enforcement agency in, in the land. All right, enough said. Here we go. This is the premiere show from the, from the 1951 season, originally heard on 9-30-51. This is Tales of the Texas Rangers, and the name of this episode is Death Shaft. Here it comes. From Hollywood, another authentic reenactment of a case transcribed from the files of the Texas Rangers. Ah! 
Johnson. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. And 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. From the files of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on fact. Names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Case for tonight, Death Shaft. It is 9.30 a.m., November 18th, 1941, in the Big Bend country of West Texas. J.C. Wilford of the Bureau of Mines and Fred Blaisdell are winding up a narrow dirt road toward Blaisdell's abandoned mine in Blackhawk Canyon. How long did you say it's been since you operated your mine, Mr. Blaisdell? I never have operated, Wilford. It was left me by my brother when he passed on. Oh, I see I always understood there was ore here if you had the money to get it out, but I didn't. So I just let her sit here. Haven't even been near the place for, oh, two years anyway. But lately I've been reading that the government's anxious to get some of these mines going again. Mm-hmm. So I got in touch with you at the Bureau of Mines to see if you think it's a worthwhile proposition. Well, if it looks promising at all, we can make a thorough survey, do a little diamond drilling, and see what we've got. Then if it looks good, you think the government will loan the money to operate it? Well, that's something I can't answer. All we at the Bureau do is make the recommendation. Hey, pretty desolate country around here, isn't it? Yeah, I see. Hey, here we are. Oh, uh, is that the entrance to the mine ahead? Yeah, yeah, that's it. All boarded up. And padlocked. Guess my brother put that door on the entrance to the shaft when he quit working the mine. Yeah, I got my key. That's funny. What's the matter, please? Key doesn't seem to fit. Well, you sure it's the right one? Yeah. Hey, this isn't the same lock on here. What? Well, there was a master padlock on here before. Now it's just a cheap one from a dime store, looks like. That's strange. Who'd want to switch locks? Why? I don't know. Somebody must have been snooping around up here. Wait. Piece of iron bar line over here. See if I can try that lock on. A fairly new lock by the look of it. Yeah. Okay, let's open her up. Yeah, I got the flashlight. I better go first. Okay, weapon. wet in here. Yeah. These drifts collect a lot of moisture when the mine's not in use. Please do. What's the matter, Wilbur? Look, they're on the ground in front of us. Holy smoke, a skeleton. The clothes just about all rotted away. And a, a different padlock on the entrance. Looks like somebody didn't want this skeleton found, Wilbur. Yeah, and if you take a look at the skull, you'll see why. Hey, it's all bashed in. It sure is. The club or a rock by the look of it. Yeah. Whoever that was, looks like he was murdered. The two men notified Sheriff Benson, who requested help from the Texas Rangers. Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned to the case. 
joining the sheriff and two men at Blaisdell's mine. Hmm. Pretty damp, Sheriff. Sure is. You men touch anything in here? Uh, not a thing, Ranger. After I pried off the new lock, we come inside. But just as soon as we saw the skeleton, we got out in a hurry and called the sheriff. Isn't that right, Wilford? Yeah, that's right, Ranger. Well, there it is, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Skull sure is bashed in. It's pretty hard to tell how long he's been dead, Jace. Yeah, remains would deteriorate pretty fast in this dampness. And as far as telling who it is, clothes are all rotted away, so the same would go for any papers he might have been carrying. Just a minute, Sheriff. Hmm? Look. These loose rocks on the side here. All right. Looks like a leather wallet. It is. Pretty well preserved, too. Sure, sure. It was a little higher than the skeleton up out of the wet. Yeah. Pretty lucky for us. Looks that way. Any money in it? No. Just some papers. Hmm. Might have been robbery. Should have took the money, then tossed the billfold away. Can you make out the writing on any of the papers? Gilbert W. Madden. Madden? Uh, name mean anything to you, Blaisdell? I was just trying to think. No, no I, don't, I don't remember ever hearing it before. How about you, Mr. Wilford? Being from the Bureau of Mines, you probably spend a lot of time around this part of the state. You ever hear the name before? Madden. Sounds a little familiar, but I, I can't seem to place it, Ranger. I'm sorry. Okay. I guess that'll be all for now. Let's get back outside. We want signed statements from you. You can drop around the sheriff's office and make them. I'll be in this afternoon, if that's okay. Sure. See you then, Blaisel. Come on, Wilfred. I'll give you a lift back to town. All right. You through here, Jase? Not quite. Take this broken padlock along. I want to look at this hasp on the door. I doubt if you can tell much from that. It's all scratched up where Blaisdell pried off that padlock. Yeah, I know. There's one thing sort of puzzles me a little, Sheriff. What is it? This new lock isn't rusty enough to have been out here in the open for very long. Well, what do you figure that means? I won't know until I can get some idea of the approximate time of death. Come on, let's get back to town and start checking on Gilbert Madden. See if we can find out how long ago he was murdered. Back at the sheriff's office, I checked through the missing persons reports and found one on Gilbert Madden, filed by his wife eight months before. Mrs. Madden was promptly notified and requested to meet us at the sheriff's office for routine questioning. Have a seat, Ms. Madden. Thank you, Sheriff. Sorry to be asking questions at a time like this, ma'am. That's all right, Ranger. I don't suppose there's any doubt it was Gil. I'm afraid not, ma'am. We found his wallet, and the lab confirmed the identification by means of the teeth. Well, I've felt for some time that Gil must be dead. In a way, it's almost better knowing instead of wondering. I know. Mrs. Madden, our lab's trying to establish the time of your husband's murder. Now, according to our information, you filed this missing persons report on last March 23rd, a little less than eight months ago. That's right. What were the circumstances surrounding your husband's disappearance? Well, uh, Gilbert was a mine broker. He made trips in the mining country every now and then. He planned to be away for two or three weeks, so I decided to visit my relatives in Kansas while he was gone. I see. When was that? Right around the first of March, as I remember. And how long were you in Kansas? Three weeks. Did you hear from your husband during that time? Oh, yes, I did. I got a letter from him just a couple of days before I was to return home, saying he would meet my train. But he wasn't at the depot when I arrived. 
called all over town trying to locate him, and then when I couldn't, I got worried. The next day, I filed a report with the police. Well, let's see. That'd make it about the 20th of March when you got that last letter from your husband. That means he was alive up until the time he mailed it, anyway, which would be about the 18th of March. Come in. I left my statement with your deputy, Sheriff. Be anything else? Oh, I reckon not. Mrs. Madden, this is Mr. Blaisdell. How do you do? Ms. Madden, Mr. Blaisdell owns the mine where your husband's body was discovered. Oh. Uh, sorry to make your acquaintance under this sort of circumstance, Ms. Madden. Uh, Sheriff, I'm sure you told me where this mine was over the phone when you notified me, but what with the shock, I don't seem to remember. Oh, my mine is over in Blackhawk Canyon, Ms. Madden. Blackhawk Canyon? Uh, that mean anything to you, Ms. Madden? Oh, Willie. Who? Oh, Willie. He lives up in Blackhawk Canyon somewheres. Look, Mrs. Madden, who is this old Willie? Well, he has a mine up there. He's a strange old man. He's very eccentric. Well, what makes you think he had anything to do with this? Because in that last letter I got from Gil, but he mentioned something about old Willie pestering him again. I didn't pay much attention to it at the time. I still don't get the connection between your husband and this old Willie, Mrs. Madden. Well, you see, about two years ago, my husband made a business trip into that region. I went with him. This old Willie was hanging around a little store where we stopped for a cold drink. When he found out my husband was a mine broker, he became very excited. Said he had a valuable mine he wanted Gilbert to look at. Did your husband inspect Willie's mine? No, because the storekeeper broke in and told us Willie's mine was worthless. Willie became furious and finally the storekeeper threw him out. I see. Did Willie threaten your husband, Mrs. Madden? Well, he wrote a few crazy sort of letters to Gilbert accusing him of being a spy for what he called the big companies. Mr. Blaisdell, have you ever heard of this old Willie? No, I haven't, but that doesn't mean anything. I'm not acquainted with anybody in that area. Jace, I sure think this old Willie is worth questioning. So do I, Sheriff. We'll head back to Blackhawk Canyon and see if we can find him. Right now, he sounds like a first-class murder suspect. matter of routine, I checked up on Mrs. Madden's story of her visit to relatives in Kansas and quickly confirmed the fact that she was there during the period she had stated. Next, Sheriff Benson and I drove to the small general store in Blackhawk Canyon and questioned the storekeeper. Old Willie? Sure, I know him, Ranger. Comes in here once a month regular for supplies. Crazy as a coot. Where does he live, Price? About 20 miles up the canyon. He's got a no-count mine up on East Rim. Of course, he thinks it's just chock full of ore. <laughs> Mr. Price, I want you to think back about two years ago. An incident involving old Willie and a mine broker named Madden is supposed to have taken place here in your store. You remember anything about it? Sure do. Willie started giving this mine broker the usual jaw wagon about his mine being valuable. <laughs> so I figured I'd better stick my oar in and tell the fellow Willie's mine wasn't worth a dad burn cent. What happened then? Oh, Willie flew off the handle in his crazy way, started spouting a bunch of threats and other loony talk, so I finally had to kick him out of the store. Well, Jay said sure checks with what Miss Madden told us. Yeah. Mr. Price, can you give us directions for finding Willie's place? We'd like to pay him a visit. Well, pretty rough country up there. Yeah, we got horses in a trailer outside. Oh, well, in that case, you can make it all right. Uh, you'll find the trail leading north off the road up ahead about um, five miles. Stick to the trail until they cross a dry creek. And uh, you'll see another trail taken off up the side of the canyon. And the second trail leads us to Willie's mine, huh? Yep. 
Of course, uh, may not find him there. Why not? He's pretty skitterish about visitors. That's just why I want to pay him a visit. See if he's got anything to be skitterish about. We should be just about there, Sheriff. Yeah, quite a climb. Looks like we're directly across the canyon from Blaisdell's mine. Listen. Burl, must be Willie's. We're close, all right. Once we get around this bend in the trail, yeah. It looks like some diggings up ahead there. And just take a look at that shack there. Some place. Galvanized iron, tar paper, cardboard. I wonder what keeps it up. Probably that stovepipe sticking up through the center of the roof. Yeah, it's smoking, too. Well, he must be home all right. Oh, oh, charcoal. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Would you look at the junk he's got hanging on the outside wall? Pieces of barbed wire, tin cans, keys, bottles. Looks like Willie's part pack wrap. Hmm. The door's open. Nobody inside. Inside looks like the outside. Only more so. Wonder where... Hold it. Hmm? Look, over there in the bushes. Yeah, something moved, all right. Willie! Come out of there! Willie! Hey, somebody's coming out, all right. Sure don't look very friendly with that rifle. What do you fellas want? You throw that rifle down and we'll tell you. You got no call to come poking around my property. You're wrong there, Willie. This is Sheriff Benson and I'm Ranger Pearson. We want to ask you a few questions. Now drop that rifle and come over here. You think I'm going to tell you about my mind, don't you? If I'm not. Now just a minute, Willie. You want to get it away from me just like all the rest. You spies for him, that's what you are. You come poking around here. Trying what are you to get... talking about, Willie? Spies for whom? For the big companies. They all want my mind because they know it's right smack dab on the biggest vein in the county. That's why they send spies snooping around here, like you two. I don't know, Jace. Willie, have you ever been near the Blaisdell mine across the canyon from here? It ain't as good as this it is. Answer my question. Have you ever been near there? Yeah, maybe. How long ago? Oh, a couple of days. What were you doing over there? Patrolling. What do you mean, patrolling? Oh, I patrol all over. Gotta watch for the spies. Hmm. Ever hear the name Gilbert Madden? He ain't gonna never get my mind. All I need's a little money to operate. I asked you a question, Willie. Have you ever hear of Gilbert Madden? You heard him, Willie. Yeah, maybe I have and maybe I ain't. You fellas come up here spying just like he... Just like who? Madden? <laughs> Think you're pretty smart, don't you? But you're not gonna trap me. He had his chance to get me money for the mine, but he wouldn't. That why you killed him? <laughs> yeah, you think you're going to get me confused with your smart talk, don't you? Well, you ain't. I ain't got too much on my mind patrolling to worry about killing anybody. Yeah? I wonder. We got a witness that you had a fight with Madden. And furthermore... Just a minute, Sheriff. What is it? Just happened to notice something hanging on the outside wall here. Just a bunch of old rusty keys. Yeah. But this one isn't as rusty as the rest. Well, let me see. Jace, that key's the same make as the lock Blaisdell pried off the entrance to his mine. That's right, Sheriff. Come here, Willie. Hey, what you want? Where'd you get this key? 
Say, that's a good one. You want to trade some? Where'd you get it? I saved keys. Quit stalling, Willie. Where'd you get it? Coming around here asking me all kinds of questions. You got no call to... Look at that padlock. Back in my office, Chase. I'm sure interested to see whether this key fits it. So am I. Come on, Willie. Get your burrow. We're going to take a ride. Making me come down here with you fellas. You think I'm not wise, do you? Padlock's in my desk here. Get me down here while one of your other spies snoops around my mind. Takes all samples. Here it is. Let's have it. Okay, now I'll try this key in it. Fits. Sure does. Well, I guess that does it all right. Uh, can I go now? No, Willie. I don't think you'll be going anywhere for quite a spell. The sheriff booked Willie, but we were unable to get any sort of coherent statement out of him. Finally, we locked him up and went back into the sheriff's office. Well, regardless of whether or not he gives us a confession, I suppose we could get a conviction, all right? Maybe. Unless they find him mentally incompetent. Even so, they'll put him away. Yeah, that's just what I was thinking. Be pretty rough on him if he happened to be innocent, wouldn't it? You be innocent? Now, Jay. Yeah, I know. You have two witnesses to the fact that Willie threatened Gilbert Madden. That's right. Mrs. Madden and the storekeeper. But what clinches it is a padlock on Blaisdell's mind, Jace. That key we found at Willie's shack fits it. That's about as solid evidence as there is, seems to me. I wonder. What do you mean? A couple of things about this don't feel quite right to me, Sheriff. Well, what, for instance? Well, near as the lab can figure, Madden was murdered about eight months ago. That's right, last March. But the lock Blaisdell broke off the mine entrance was hardly rusty at all. And neither was the key we found hanging out in the open at Willie's shack. What's wrong with that, Jase? Willie broke off the original lock when he hid Madden's body. But Madden died eight months ago, and that second lock couldn't have been on the hasp that long. Well, maybe Willie didn't put the lock on right away. Maybe later he got to worrying about somebody discovering the body, and, well, that's when he put it on. Sheriff... The time you're most worried about a body being discovered is right after you've killed a man, not several months later. Sure, that's the way a sensible person would react. But remember who we're dealing with, old Willie, who's not exactly what you call a sensible man. I know, Sheriff. But then there's the part about the key hanging right out in plain sight at Willie's shack. Now, Jace, you said yourself Willie was part pack rat. Remember all the other junk he had hanging around the shack? Sure I do, Sheriff. I also remember what Willie said when we showed him that key. Say, that's a good one. Just like he'd never noticed it before. What are you getting at, Jace? Maybe Willie did kill Madden, but it seems to me there's a bare chance he didn't. Then how'd he get that key? Well, he could have found it, or it could have been planted there. That'd be awful tough to prove either way, Jace. Sure it would. But as long as it's a possibility, we're not closing the case. Come on, let's talk to Mrs. Madden and see if she can give us a line on anybody besides old Willie who might have a reason for killing her husband. We drove out to the Madden house, but Mrs. Madden was unable to give us any new information. She suggested we go through her husband's business records, which were in the spare room he'd used for an office. So the sheriff and I started in. But an hour later, the only things we found just made it look all the worse for Willie. Hmm. What do you got, Jace? Uh, a bunch of letters written on wrapping paper. Addressed to Madden. Crazy, threatening letters. Who wrote them? You guess. Willie? Yeah, Willie. Listen. 
You better watch out. I ain't going to let you steal my mine. Mm. That's really all right. For something like that? Yeah. All six of them. Well, Jace, it looks all the worse for Willie now. We've been through just about all Madden's records and papers. And he's threatened letters or all we come up with. Yeah, and from the looks of it, Madden kept records of just about everything. Well, we might as well put these papers back, I guess. Okay. What do you got there? Uh, a pile of canceled checks. Hand them over and I'll stick them here in the drawer. Okay, just thumbing through them. I guess there's nothing here I... Hey. What is it? Sheriff, look at this check. It's dated two years ago. Hmm? Let's see. Well, what about it? It's just made out the cash and signed by Madden. Yeah, but take a look at this pencil writing up in the corner. Pencil writing? Let's... Well, I'll be. So will I. Come on. Going to make an arrest? Not yet. I need more proof, and I think I know a way to get it. Just go along with whatever I say. Sure, Jake. find anything that's going to help in Gilbert's papers, Range Pearson? I think we did, Mrs. Madden. You said you accompanied your husband on his business trip into the Black Hawk Canyon area two years ago. That's right. Why'd he go there? Well, just to size up the situation, find out what mines were for sale. I see. He didn't actually transact any business, though. No. Of course, this Willie wanted him to come up and see his mine, but when the storekeeper told us the mine was no good... Yeah. And you stayed right with your husband the whole trip? Yes. Okay. Thanks, ma'am. You say you found something in Gilbert's papers? Well, we don't know for sure, so I'd like to give you a receipt for these canceled checks. I want more time to examine them. Here you are. Canceled checks? Yeah. It looks like one of them's going to take the wrong man out of jail and put the right man in. Come on, Sheriff. I see well, I'm glad to hear it. If there's anything more I can do... We'll let you know, Mrs. Madden. Goodbye. She's lying, Jason. Like a trooper. What now? We'll watch her. Have one of your deputies keep an eye on him. We don't want him to get away, but we don't want to pick him up yet, either. Okay, I'll call my office from the drugstore. I'll wait in my car around the corner. Meet me there. <laughs> The sheriff made his call and rejoined me. We sat in my car, waiting. Then a little after dark, Mrs. Madden's car pulled away from our house, heading out of town. We followed, keeping well back. Two miles out of town, she pulled off the highway, parked behind another car, got out and headed into the brush. The sheriff and I worked our way slowly and quietly in the direction she'd taken. Should be around here somewhere. Yeah. Keep it as quiet as possible, Sheriff. Reckon she'd come out here to meet him? Looks like. Listen. Yeah. I hear him talking. Look, they're not clearing ahead. Let's ease up a little. You little fool. You must have overlooked something when you went through those records. No, I'm sure I didn't, Fred. I found the entry he made where you paid him for appraising your mind two years ago. I tore it out. There's nothing in those records to show the two of you knew each other. You're wrong there, ma'am. Hold it real steady, Blaisdell. Pearson. Yeah. So the two of you didn't know each other until I introduced you, huh? You've been in it together ever since you met two years ago. Clary, you little fool. You were tricked into coming out here so they could catch us together. They didn't have any proof of anything. I got proof right here in my pocket that you lied when you said you didn't know Madden, Blaisdell. Yeah, what kind of proof? Something you overlooked, Mrs. Madden. A check made out to cash. What? You didn't notice the pencil writing on it. Pencil writing? Your husband made a notation that the check was to cover expenses of a trip he'd made to appraise Blaisdell's mine two years ago. You told me you were with your husband the whole trip. 
So you lied about not knowing Blaisdell. Clara, you stupid little... You gotta listen to me. I, I didn't want any part of it, but Blaisdell forced me to What's it. What's that? I'm in the clear. I was in Kansas when it happened. Blaisdell killed my husband. Oh, that's how you stick by me, is it? Why, you little... Hold it, Blaisdell. You're not going to get away free, Clara. I guarantee that. Sure, I killed Madden Ranger, but it was her idea. That's a lie. I read from the start it was her idea. How to go about it. Put the body in my own mind and change life. He's lying, Ranger. Plant the key at Willie's shack. Pretend she and I didn't know each other. Then produce the body so she could collect on the insurance. All of it was her idea. You shut up. You shut up. I'm not half finished yet. Got a weird shot on me, will you? Wait till I get through spilling. Shut up, you little right. Shut up. You know, Sheriff, strikes me we've only got one problem left. What's that, Jase? Getting them to talk slow enough so a stenographer can get it all down. Come on, both of you. Fred Blaisdell and Clara Madden were indicted and placed on trial for the brutal murder of Gilbert Madden. For her part in the crime, Clara was sentenced to 50 years in the women's prison at Gorey. On the morning of May 3rd, 1942, Blaisdell was put to death in the electric chair. And now, here's the star of our show, Joel McRae. Hello, folks. First of all, we want to thank you kindly for the many wonderful letters and cards we received during the summer months. It's mighty heartwarming to know we have so many good friends. As a matter of fact, the Rangers themselves have received quite a few of your letters, too. And like us, they certainly appreciated hearing from you. I'm sure that most of you will recall reading about a great Texas Ranger captain who retired from active duty on July 31st of this year. Some of our stories have been based on his exploits. He's the famous Captain M.T. Lone Wolf Gonzalez, whose favorite guns are engraved with the code he has always lived by in his colorful career. Never draw me without cause, nor shield me without dishonor. Tomorrow, it'll be exactly 31 years since Lone Wolf was sworn in as a Texas Ranger. And as in the past year, so in the years to come, we are proud to have him as our technical advisor. Congratulations, Cap. See you next week, folks. Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Joel McRae is currently seen starring in the Universal International Technicolor production, Cattle Drive. The cast included Tony Barrett, Bill Johnstone, Lamont Johnson, Ken Christie, Betty Lou Gerson, and Brad Brown. Technical advisor was Captain M.T. Lone Wolf Gonzalez of the Texas Rangers. This story was transcribed and adapted by Bob Wright, and the program is produced and directed by Stacy Keach. Hal Gibney speaking. It's the Silver Jubilee on NBC. Today, hear the glittering premiere program of The Big Show, broadcast from London and featuring Sir Lawrence Olivier, Fred Allen, Beatrice Lilly, and your unpredictable hostess, Tallulah Bankhead. Then join in the fun with the Phil Harris Alice Fay Show as they launch their new comedy season. And later, Theater Guild on the Air brings you Joseph Cotton and Joan Fontaine in Main Street by Sinclair Lewis. Ladies and gentlemen, the program You Can't Take It With You, starring Walter Brennan, is now heard at a new time and day. 
That's Friday on most NBC stations. Stay tuned for The Big Show and Tallulah on NBC, the national broadcasting company. As originally heard on NBC on September the 30th back in 1951, that was Tales of the Texas Ranger. Many of those episodes were inspired by Captain Lone Wolf Gonzalez. He became the technical director on the show. Still trying to figure out why I like that show so much. Well, I know why, because it's entertaining. What I can't figure out is why it's so entertaining. I guess it's trying to figure out the mystery of it. And I like Jace's um, logical approach to things. That's good. And Jace Pearson was kind of a boring guy. Still, I love that show. Just loved it. everybody. Well, that is going to kick things in the head for Wednesday, January the 20th, 2021. But do not despair. I know how depressed you get when the show ends, but don't worry about that because tomorrow is your favorite. It's Western Day. We're going to have an old-time radio Western. And tomorrow we have a special surprise. Tomorrow is dress-up day. So when you come back to listen to the show, I want everybody in chaps and spurs and boots and cowboy hats and bandanas uh, no six shooters if it's if you don't mind well whatever if you have like a cap gun or something that'd be okay i guess you ladies if you want to get in the nice long uh, dance hall dresses or whatever whatever your choice might be maybe you want to be annie oakley and dress up like a cowgirl that way that's fine whatever you want we're just happy to have you along and it'll be a whole lot of fun Maybe we'll have a contest to see who has the best costume. I don't know how we would do that over the internet, but we'll, we'll maybe we... <laughs> Chester's shaking his head. No, we can't do that. All right. Going to go out tonight with a song from Dorsey Burnett. Remember him? This was a song that I remember very, being very popular in the uh, ninth grade. Ninth grade at Hughes Junior High School out there in Long Beach. I remember sitting in art class and uh, talking about this song. And I don't know why, but that's the memory. A song always conjures up a memory, and that's the memory for this one. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you met me. See you tomorrow with your spurs on. Far from home And so alone Hey 
just like you I'm lonely too The road of life is a long, long road When you walk alone Then I found you and I found a love A love I've never known Love I've never known Hey Little one Don't go away Tell me you'll stay Tell me you'll stay